Okay, can everyone hear me? How are you guys? I, I hope you are well. Um, so today's passage will be taken from uh, Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 10, as you read in your, uh, in your groups. Um, Tara is going to read for us, and I'll pray for us before we, we start. So she'll read after I pray. Uh, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day, and we thank you so much for, for Christ. Uh, may you please open our minds and our hearts so that we may hear what you have to say to us today. May the way stay in our hearts and we do what you, what you say. In your name, we ask all of this. Amen. Amen. Zacchaeus, the tax collector. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the Hello? Hello? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, I'll read for us. He entered Jericho and was passing through, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sentinel tree to, to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for must I stay at your house today? So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone for anything, I restore in fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. So uh, today, in today's passage, um, we, we meet Jesus. Uh, before uh, uh, Jesus and, uh, and this guy called Zacchaeus. But before that, I want to ask you guys, have you ever, like, people had rumors or people talking about this person and they hype them up and they just talk about them, how amazing they are, how great they are, probably they are a runner or they are a singer and maybe at your school or maybe on TV, but you're really curious. You, it, it raises your curiosity and you wanna, you know what, I wanna meet this person. I wanna see this person. What is the hype about? Why I, do they really live up to uh, who people they say they are? Maybe you have ever had such a person and they like, oh, you are like, oh, I want to see them. I really want to see if they are really as good as people say uh, that person is. Um, so I want you guys to keep that in, that in mind. But as you go along in your search, you realize actually that person is more than actually what uh, people say about them. You realize that, oh, wow, they even live up to the hype more than you think they are. You realize actually they are even greater than a, uh, uh, what people said about him. So today we meet uh, Jesus. He was passing through uh, Jericho. We don't know why he passed through there, but he was passing through there. 
through Jericho. And while Jesus was passing through there, we are introduced to this, uh, this man who was a tax collector. Uh, he was a chief tax collector, actually. He was very rich. So which means that he was the boss of bosses. You know that people worked under him and he was very rich. And also he was, he was short, he was such a short man. And this short man, he was on a mission. We meet him being on a mission, he's determined. He wants to see this Jesus guy. He wants to, to just see his face. So he runs around, he hears that he's passing through uh, the area that he lives in. So he runs around, he just wants to meet Jesus. Zacchaeus wants to meet Jesus, but it doesn't happen. There's a barrier. There's something that is keeping him away from, from meeting Jesus. One of them is that it's the crowd. So the crowd does not let him to see Jesus. And also, he's very short. He's a, he's a tiny man. So which means this Jesus guy is surrounded by people. So he, he can't see. So Zacchaeus as well in his community would have been hated by his people because he was a, a tax collector, which means... He defrauded people, he was a thief. He probably would have charged them more than he should have. For example, maybe he was supposed to charge them 10,000 rands, he would probably charge them 30. So the other 20 is his, he will keep it for, for, for himself. Probably the, all his riches would have been ill-gotten, which means he could have, uh, he got them by stealing. So people of that time would have absolutely lost him. They, they would have hated him. They wouldn't have wanted anything to do with him. So which means he was an outcast. Probably he was all alone. They would have just wanted nothing to do with him. They wouldn't want to hang out with him. They wouldn't even want to go to his house. The Jewish people of that time, if they considered you a sinner, they wouldn't even come around him. So the case was all alone. That's why probably when he wanted to meet Jesus, the crowd wouldn't have been even be considering, oh, he's short, let's give him space. They would have just made sure that he doesn't what he doesn't get to uh, do what he wanted to say. But this young, uh, this man didn't let that detain him. This outcast went right ahead and he's like, I really want to, I really want to meet Jesus. I really want to meet this man. So he hurries goes onto a tree, this rich, rich man. Can you imagine a, a rich person running around town like a headless chicken, like uh, wanting to meet uh, this, uh, this guy? He wants to meet someone. Can you imagine a person who's rich wanting to meet someone? Wouldn't they make uh, arrangements so that they can just get to see this person? But this man is determined. He rushes to a tree, he climbs it. Can you imagine an old man? Think of your dad. Uh, or your brother who is old or your grandfather running around just to meet someone. Like, you know, those are girls and boys who are huge fans of, of, of people. Like they, they spend three days in the rain so that they can meet someone. So he runs up to a tree, he climbs it up and he just stays there. So Zacchaeus doesn't tell anyone he's that he's just on his heart. He just wants to see this guy. He's seeking Jesus. He wants to just to lay eyes on him. Probably says he has hate about him. We don't know why Zacchaeus wants to meet Jesus. We are not told in this passage, but he wants to see him. So he climbs up a tree and it raises my curiosity as well as a reader. Why does this rich man wants to meet Jesus? Who is this Jesus anyway? Like what is, what is he about? Like why would someone with so much money and who, who has people working for him and under him uh, want to meet this, what, this Jesus? What is the hype about him? Who is he anyway? 
So, but Zacchaeus climbs the tree and Jesus comes. He passes right through there and he stands under the tree and he looks up where Zacchaeus is. Hear what Jesus says to, to Zacchaeus. Jesus, without even, they've never met. They've never had a conversation. They've never said anything to one another. Zacchaeus doesn't know Jesus. He has never even put a face to him. He has never seen him face to face. They've never had a conversation. And this Jesus guy rocks up under that tree and he calls him by name. He says, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down for must I stay at your house today? Isn't that amazing? A person that you don't know, you have never had a conversation with them. They've never seen you. You've never seen them. And they actually know your name. They call him, you by name and they actually order you. They say, I must stay at your house. I'm staying at your house today. That is what Jesus said. Isn't that interesting? Don't you find that interesting? I find it interesting that he already knows who Zacchaeus is by name. And he's saying, he's telling him, I'm coming, man, I'm coming to your house today. And Zacchaeus, he responds very quickly and very joyfully comes down and he's going to with, with this stranger to his house. Who is this Jesus guy? How can he do that? How does he know people's name without even knowing them? How did he even know that Zacchaeus was on top of the, of the tree? How did he even know that Zacchaeus wanted to see him? How did he even know that? Isn't that, doesn't that raise your curiosity? I wanna know, now I wanna know who this Jesus guy is. Don't you as well? So let's continue reading and see what is, uh, what is happening with this text collector, this thief, this person who is community. They don't want anything to do with him at all. So they finally go to the house. They, uh, they get there. And we don't know what happened uh, in that house. And behold, this thief, this man who has been an, an, an outcast, this man who no one wanted, uh, we know that actually uh, people, they, uh, the people of that time, they didn't want him because the moment Jesus said, I'm coming to your house, they were all grumbling. They were all muttering. They're like, ooh, the crowd that was surrounding Jesus, they're like, he's going to a sinner's house. Why is he going there? He's going with this guy. He's a sinner. He's a sinner. So they called Zacchaeus a sinner. Isn't that Shocking. Think about it. What does the Bible say a sinner is? And you yourself, how do you define a sinner? Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Bible says not even one is righteous, not even one. All of us, we have fallen short of the glory of God. Actually, all of us, we are sinners. But these people, they actually have the nerve to point at someone else and call them a sinner. They have the nerve to call someone a sinner. You see, aren't they sinners as well? How do you define a sinner? Do you consider yourself a sinner today? Do you think that you have sinned? Do you think that you are perfect? But Jesus, he goes anyway. He goes with this guy who's, uh, who the uh, majority of the community considers a sinner. They go there, they get to the house. We don't know what happens, but all we know this fraud, this man who is a thief, who is a fraud, who, is, uh, who has been stealing from people, who charges more, who takes things from other people so that he can benefit. 
uh, more for himself, he stands up in the middle of everyone in his house. And he says, hear what Zechariah says, Lord, he calls Jesus, first of all, he calls Jesus Lord. Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it in fourfold. So Zacchaeus finally actually confesses. So the people actually, they were not wrong to call him a sinner. He is actually, he's a thief, he's a fraud. He actually, it actually comes out of his own mouth that he's a thief. He says, everything that I have amassed, all the wealth that I have, I'll, I'll give it to the poor. I'll give it to, to people who do, not, uh, who do not have. And if I have stolen from anyone, I'll pay more. I'll return it to them and I'll return even more. What could have happened? Why is this man suddenly meet with Jesus? He invites Jesus, uh, Jesus invites himself over to his house. And now he has completely turned around. He changes in that, in that moment and he calls Jesus Lord. And remember that uh, uh, Zacchaeus, he was rich. He had people who were, who were calling him Lord himself, who were working under him. But this rich man, he stands up now. He's calling this Jesus guy. Lord, who is Jesus anyway? Why is it there? Why did he want to go to Zacchaeus' house in the first place? What happened? What did he say to Zacchaeus? What did Zacchaeus see in Jesus that we don't know? What, what happened uh, to this man? He has changed. He has completely has changed of heart and change of mind. He's confessing, actually. He finally realizes who he is, that he's actually a fraud. What he's been doing is it's wrong. Now he's going to do something. He's going to give it back. Uh, he's going to give back to the poor. Probably was keeping to himself. He's changing. What happened? Doesn't that raise your curiosity? I want to know who this Jesus guy is and wh why was he passing there? Why was he going to, to Zacchaeus' house? Why did he make sure he goes to this uh, house of this, uh, of this man? I want to know. First of all, he knew Zacchaeus without even meeting him. Now Zacchaeus has completely had a turnaround of life. He has completely changed his heart and his mind. He's declaring it even public in front of everyone. This is what I'm gonna do with what I have and what I've uh, what I've gotten. So the story continues. How does uh, and then Jesus responds uh, to Zacchaeus? He has an amazing response to uh, to this man. So Jesus finally talks. We hear him. Uh, talking at, at Zacchaeus' house. He says to Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to this house since he is also is a son of Abraham. So Jesus, this Jesus guy, he says salvation has come to this house. He's saying rescue has come to this house. Um, what does that even mean that salvation is coming to this house? Why is Jesus saying that salvation has come to this house? In fact, he's referring to, to, to Zacchaeus. He's saying, your household has been, has been rescued. If we know, if we all read our Bibles really well, the only person who can save people and the only person who can rescue people from their sins, it is God. It is God himself. So what is Jesus saying about himself? What is he claiming? What is he saying? So he's saying because he's there, if you read it correctly, he's saying if he is there, then salvation is there. What is Jesus saying about himself? He's pointing to him, to himself. He's saying, I am that salvation. 
and I'm here to rescue you. Is Jesus claiming to be God? Who is he? Who is he? What is he saying about himself? And he declares that uh, this man, Zacchaeus, he's a son of Abraham. What that actually means is that uh, Zacchaeus now is part of, uh, part of God's people. He has been rescued. He has become part of God's kingdom. If we remember, we are told in Galatians uh, chapter 6, not that down, actually write that down. You can read that by uh, during your later. Galatians chapter 3 verse uh, 6. Those people who have faith, they become people like people of, of God. And only God can do that. God is the only one who can make you part of his, uh, part of his kingdom. And isn't that amazing? This Jesus guy who was passing there is now saying he is God, but also he's a man. He's a human like you and me, but he's claiming to be God, the almighty God who created everything, the moon and the stars. He's saying, I'm right here. I'm in your midst. I'm in, in your house of Zacchaeus, and you've been rescued from your sins. If you were there, and you were sitting, what would you have done? How would you have responded uh, to that? But let me bring it to today, right now, on this Zoom meeting. Who do you think Jesus is? Who is he? Look at the claims that he's making. He says he can rescue you from your sins. Do you believe that? Do you trust in that? He's saying it clear. He's saying, I am God and I can rescue you. So let us continue. He, Jesus doesn't stop there. He continues again uh, to talk in the midst of that crowd in that in Zechias. He says, listen, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Another bold claim is made by Jesus. He's just made a bold claim. He even makes an even bolder one in the midst of everyone. He says, the son of man has come to seek and save the lost. Jesus is saying, this is who I am. He actually tells us out of his own mouth. He says, this is who I am. I am the son of man and I've come to seek and save the lost. So most of you here, you would be like, ah, what does that even mean when Jesus is saying he's the son of man? Does that mean, yes, everyone is a son, uh, technically everyone is a son of man. They have a father, obviously, and a mother. But it means much more than that. Jesus is telling a crowd that actually knows what he's saying. So if you have your, uh, your Bibles, I want you guys to go to Daniel chapter 7, uh, verse 13 to 14. I'll read that passage for, for you so that you can see what Jesus actually is saying about himself. What is he trying to, to prove? What does that mean when Jesus says he's the son, he's the son of man? He's the son of man. Actually, when I open, I'll actually explain it to you. So Jesus is claiming to be God. So the Jewish audience would have known what Jesus was claiming. He's saying, I am God in flesh. So there was an Old Testament prophet called Daniel. He had a vision, okay? So in that vision, he saw God sitting on his chair and there was a person there who looked like a human being. 
and he was standing in front of God and he was given everything. He was declared to be king. He was given to, uh, to dominate everything and he was given a kingdom that will last forever, like forever and, uh, and ever. And Jesus is right there. He's claiming to be that person who has been given that kingdom. He's claiming to be that man that Daniel saw, that vision that Daniel gave. That's what Jesus is saying who he is. So basically Jesus in simpler terms is, is saying, I am God, God in flesh. The God almighty, the one who rescued you, the one who parted the Red Sea, the one who created, who spoke everything into existence. I'm in your midst. And he tells us as well his mission. He says, I came here to seek and save the lost. You see this outcast, you see Zacchaeus, you see this person who's called a sinner, this person who no one wants. I came to seek people like him. I didn't come to seek people who think they are holy, they are perfect. Do you think you are holy? Do you think you are perfect? Jesus says, I came to seek you who is lost. I came to seek you. He came to find you. That's what Jesus is actually saying to you today. So do you think you are, uh, so Zacchaeus, do you, uh, do you remember at the beginning, Zacchaeus had heard about this man and he's saying he wanted to see him. He was the one who was seeking Jesus. But do you see, Jesus turns that around. He says, I'm here to seek you. I'm the one who seeks you. I'm the one who finds you. Okay, I know everything in this world has been confusing and there. Now we are meeting on Zoom, we cannot see each other in, uh, in person. But we have a person who came to seek us. We have a person, uh, God came all the way from heaven for you and me. So you don't have to feel like an outcast so that you don't have to feel like you are outside. Or even if you are, but when Jesus comes, he gives you a new identity. He's, you become that son of Abraham. And no one can take away that from you. If you trust in him, no one can take that away from you because Jesus is the one who has saved you. Jesus is the one who has put that stamp on you. No one can take that away from you because Jesus has saved you and he has found you. You have to trust that because he is God. And remember, whatever it is God says and whatever it is God does, no one can change that. No one can go up against him. So you have to trust that. Zacchaeus was no longer an outcast. He knew where he belonged. He has been given a new identity. Okay, that is why Jesus came. If I, there's one thing that I want you to remember from this passage today, it's who Jesus is and what he came to do. That is the gospel. That is the good news. Who is Jesus? He's the son of man. He's God in flesh. He was here. Why did he come? He came to seek and save the lost. Who are the, uh, who are the lost? Me and you. We are the sinners. We are the lost ones. We are the ones who needs to be called. And Jesus has seeked us. He has been here. That is the good news. God was here. Isn't that exciting? Isn't, doesn't that give you joy in your heart that actually God came here for you and me to find us? 
We couldn't find him. Remember, Zacchaeus tried to seek, to seek Jesus and, and there were things standing in between him. He couldn't do that. He tried all his way, but Jesus is the one who called him. And he's doing that, the same thing for you and me today. He's saying, I came to seek you. I came to, uh, to, to find you. And I hope this passage actually makes you want to be part of God's people. And also, if you already trust in, uh, in Jesus, you know your identity, you stand in it. You know that I'm part of God's people. It doesn't matter what people are around me. My friends are at school. I know who am I. I am, uh, I am part of God's people and I am the son and daughter of Abraham. That identity has been given to me by Jesus himself. He's the one who came to seek me. He's the one who came to, to find me. So I don't have to be afraid to live out loud for him. I don't have to be afraid to talk about my faith. I don't have to be afraid of everything that uh, is around because the kingdom that I'm part of, as we saw, uh, if you read in Daniel, you see that Jesus' kingdom will last forever. He's king over everything. So don't you wanna be part of, of that kingdom, your king, who, who is, he was the ultimate ruler who owns everything and everything is under him and you are part of uh, his people. You, are, you don't have to feel lost anymore or, or like you don't know, you've been saved, you've been uh, rescued. Jesus is the one who did that for you and me. He did that for you and me. He's the one who seeks. And if Jesus seeks you, he always finds you and he always holds you in his hand. So you have to trust him and you have to believe in God, in his promises. I'll pray for us. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that the Son of Man came here to seek um, and save the lost. Lord, we know that we are sinners and we are, we are the lost. And thank you so much that your Son is the one who came all the way from heaven uh, to, to save us. We couldn't do it ourselves, but he did it for us. In your name we pray, amen. All right, thanks everybody. Thanks everyone. And thank you, Paul. Thank you so much. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, uh, I need to unmute. I need to give everybody the power to unmute. All right, everyone, you should have the power to unmute yourselves now. Um, and thanks, Paul.